Outer Road Trash Podcast. It is, I don't know what day it is, but hey, it's Saturday. Beautiful, hot Saturday. <laughs> yeah, it's in New, York City, in New York City. We're about to go out after this uh, and meet our friends. How are you doing, man? You know, man, I took a week off um, last week. I went on a fucking hike on Saturday morning. Oh, yeah. Um, that was some shit. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Uh, there was some psychedelics involved. It was fun. Yeah. But, I'm back. Got a good time. I'm yeah. I'm ready to do this shit. And yeah, we're we're uh, we're gonna start the day off with this podcast, right. and then we're going out. It's, it's gonna right. be a wild night. I probably forgot you went hiking. That's why we didn't release an episode last week. Sorry yeah. to our um, our fans, <laughs> our millions. We're and gonna make millions. up for it today. Yeah, but hey, man, I start. I finally healed enough to where I can start working out. It's been a month and a half since I worked out. And hair um, update. Hair update. Right. So, you know, the doctor said, uh, four weeks, no working out. I started going to the gym. I started waking up at 5 a.m. and I started with my brother, who is actually a, a monster at the gym. So uh, it's been good. I've been just trying to get back into the flow, get used to, like, holding the weights and doing nothing crazy. Today was my first crazy day. I bought an AeroPress from Amazon, which really helped caffeinate me in the morning. Um, for anyone that doesn't know what an AeroPress is, uh, Google it. What's wrong with you? It is uh, some new technology. That is, um, you know, make some delicious coffee. What the fuck's an AeroPress? I'm not, now you're making me feel bad. Um, it's like a pressurized, portable device. Um, it's it's all the rage in the coffee uh, community. So so coffee coffee community. community <laughs> let me let me say something here. Yeah. I just got my mind blown about coffee recently. Okay, my company sent me uh, a bag of coffee beans for Juneteenth, like a little care package. They sent from a bunch of black owned businesses. I got some like food and, and stuff like that. I got these coffee beans, and I can't remember the name of the company, unfortunately, off the top of my head. But uh, I drank that shit right before. I gave you a cup of this before we got here. Yes, that shit delicious. blew my mind, man. I've been I've been um, drinking shitty coffee my whole life, and I just found out like l- three weeks ago. This yeah. is wild. Where wild. Do you, where shit. do you get your coffee? You just buy like fucking Starbucks. Like I just have these yeah. the bag of beans from Starbucks and. It's not like Starbucks is bad coffee for what it's worth. I've no, always it's, felt it's, like when I go it's, there and it's, it's get a coffee, coffee. Yeah. it's good coffee. Yeah. But I've got this bag for my company, and this shit is blowing my mind. It's just yeah. better, tastes better. It just I'm wired. I feel good when I drink this you shit. You ever been to like those hipster coffee shops? Maybe not in New York City, maybe in the West Coast. I have, though, in, in Brooklyn for sure, even in Queens. Good stuff. They have like a full menu yeah. of like so many coffees and like the notes – about what this tastes like. Oh, this one's nutty. This one's fruity. This yeah. one's earthy. Whatever. But you ever had some of that coffee and it just blows your fucking mind? Yeah, yeah. Straight up. Like, I, I think what I've realized is the coffee game is insane. You can be a beer elitist. You can be a weed elitist. You can be a coffee elitist, too. There's yeah. tons of tons of variety. And it's good to learn this stuff. I like coffee. It, it's, it has a very useful purpose for a lot of people. I don't, I don't get cracked out on it. Like, some people who drink multiple cups a day. I try to get one cup in, and it's usually before yeah. I work out. Right. I mean, hey, man, I didn't even think about it this way, but, you know, to put into perspective for you fucking potheads out there, um, <laughs> you know, you ever get, like, weed, and it's dry. It gets you high, but, like, you don't enjoy it as much. Like, There's levels to it, for there sure. There are levels. Imagine getting, like, fresh, sticky, like... Stickiest of the icky. Like, yeah, like the big nugs that have crystals, and, like, you grind it. And you can smell, like, you know, the whole ritual behind it, 
I enjoy that. I got myself a little hand grinder that you like spin and like I freshly ground the beans and like you can smell the coffee. It wakes you up before you even drink it. Mm. So I think I'm going to involve that in my ritual. And I think it's very important having a morning ritual because before my morning ritual was, oh shit, I got to go. And then I like rush out and I'm anxious the whole, oh fuck, I got to get on the train. I'm going to yeah. be 10 minutes late. Right. I'm anxious the whole time. My day goes very shittily. Is that a word? Shittily. shittily. Um, that's that's the first time I've heard that one. <laughs> you know, you can be an elitist yeah. for a lot of things in your life, and historically, I think people have kind of like made fun of me for being that guy in some yeah. respects. What are you elitist on? I'm a weed elitist. Like I, I just yeah. know I, I have better shit than everybody. Like I just know yeah. the stuff I'm buying that's is better, true. better you quality do. than everybody. I know it. I, I put a lot of work into getting good, cured, properly, you know, dank weed. Some people are, are beer elitists, and I've picked up on that, too. I like that, too. I, I don't drink shitty beers anymore. I'm proud of that. Come on. Try this IPA, bro. Please, bro. <laughs> bro. <laughs> Please, bro. It's not that shitty beer, bro. You know, there's also, like, uh, wine elitists, yeah. and that's another ball game entirely. I, I've, I've picked up on some of that stuff. I like that, too, man. There's, there's a difference between the drink that you consume. Like, even scotch elitist that yeah i i'm a johnny walker guy that's a family thing i've just been passed on my right. whole family you're punjabi yeah we like johnny walker but technically i remember my brother gave his co-worker a bottle of black label for a housewarming gift he showed up to the housewarming party with a bottle and this fucker was like Oh, this is a blended scotch. <laughs> like a, some, I'm a single malt kind of guy. I was like, man, what the fuck? He's right. Yeah. Like I, a good bottle of Glen is probably better. Right. But it's not like Johnny Walker's bad scotch. No. It's just not, it's not the elitist preferred. Right. You know? It is, it is good basic stuff. It is like, it's yeah. the go-to. It is. Yeah, um, for sure. What is it like? I don't know. It's the wise chips of chips. It's not kettle. But it's acceptable. Oh, it's a potato chip talk. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, you fuck with Pringles? Are you a Pringles to, guy? As a kid, yeah. Yeah, there's something, I don't know, there's I don't something off anymore. about those. I don't know what it is. It's the container. I like them. I'll eat them, especially if I'm drunk. But there's something about that container that rubs me the wrong way, man. Yeah. The way that the, the chips are packed. I don't know, man. I'm, you know I'm that air? crazy here, but just something funny about the container. Mm. So, on the subject of shitty things to eat and drink. Yeah. Um, there was, this there's been this little tendency in soccer the last week to shun beverages that are too sugary, aka Coca Cola. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about this? I've seen the video online of Cristiano Ronaldo looking at the two Coca Cola bottles in front of him. He looks at them. He moves them out of frame yeah. of the camera. He knows exactly where the frame is. Yeah. He moves them out and he's like, "No Coca Cola." And then he's like, "Agua." Yeah, real one. Um, he's a real one for that. He is. And he's a lot of little he's kids. A, a lot of little man. kids love him. And and to do that not only means he's throwing away millions of dollars in sponsorships from Coca-Cola, but he's also just like doing the right thing, man. He is doing the right thing. And you know, Coke's stock price I heard dropped two billion, but like there's they're still in the two hundred billions I mean, and of their um stock value price, whatever the hell you call the it, I forget. Cap. Market cap. Yeah. The imaginary number we give yeah, companies, and if we say it's not as valuable anymore, it drops. As Christi- if Cristiano Ronaldo, I heard this on Russell Brand's uh, on uh, his YouTube channel uh-huh. about how this is imaginary, and we give value to certain products and companies. Right. And once a celebrity, someone that we hold higher up, we assign valuations to things. Right? If he says it's not, it's not arbitrary. Right? And I think it's very. 
I want to say dystopian and For weird sure. yeah. that a lot of these unhealthy product companies like Coca-Cola and McDonald's sponsor sporting events. These are top-tier athletes. The Olympics, especially. I feel like McDonald's sponsors the Olympics a couple of times. I remember it's, as a kid seeing it's that. It's so weird. Like, you see commercials of McDonald's and it's like a bunch of good looking people yeah. having a big mag and like athletes. Yeah. They're like young, good looking people. And like, you know, they, they are enjoying their fries. They love it. You ever go into like a McDonald's, like in like times square or some shit. It is not like That's that. That's a legendary dude. McDonald's bro. Dude. I've, I've <laughs> the most thro- ratchet McDonald's in New York city. <laughs> I have thrown up in there before. And oh, Lord. this was back in high school, yeah, but yeah. make sure you let everybody know. It wasn't recent. <laughs> you know, the people, are not like models, and nah, dude. Yeah, not to not to fat shame, but you know, you know, that's it's it's, it's not you should, probably fat shouldn't shaming be to tell people not to eat McDonald's. McDonald's probably shouldn't have sucks. every meal. It fucking know? sucks. I've only walked in there recently when I'm shit faced, and, and there's nothing else available, and that's fine too. But the good thing about Mickey D's is that they know how to do their their advertising and sponsorships. They know to pick athletes. They know to take musicians nowadays too, like Travis Scott. Like, well, got a trap. He got a fucking a McDonald's meal recently. Yeah, it's good. It's good for business, but it's great marketing. It, it's also something to consider. Do you think we're entering an age where, and, and this is a recency bias because this just happened. I don't know if this is true or not, but do you think we're entering an age of conscious advertising from the people that take these these conglomerate dollars? Can you explain what that means, please? Like. An athlete like Cristiano Ronaldo, yeah, he has no shortage of opportunities for advertising money. Absolutely, okay. any anybody will probably give him their money, especially if they want to attract the European or the Asian consumer, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think we're entering an age where athletes are turning down dollars, where famous people are turning down big money because they don't agree with a company? Yes, of course, that's happening to some degree. But do you think it's happening more than we think? Or is everyone just greedy? You know, it's a rat race. Regardless of who wins a rat race, he's still a rat. Well, we, sh- we saw Cristiano Ronaldo do it. Yeah. Right, which he is one of the most popular athletes on the planet, right? Sure. Definitely yeah. in the top five. Globally. Yeah. Like, if we're going to talk about, like, followers, like, look at Tom Brady's, LeBron's, and Cristiano Ronaldo's, right? Yeah. I'm not, side note, I'm not one for giving people value based on the amount of followers they have, but, you know, you can tell his influence, right? And the fact that someone on that level is doing it, it, start, it started a trend, like Pogba. Yeah. He moved away Heineken because he's, Mus- uh, he's Muslim and he yeah. doesn't want to support that. Yeah. How will it affect them? I don't know. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo, I, I imagine it's not going to affect him. Very much. I don't think that's his. They don't sponsor him. They sponsor the, the event. event. Yeah. And I guess what I'm suggesting is. He's going to get fined. I don't know. But he what might are you get suggesting? Fined. Like the NFL probably will do something like that. Fucking scummy ass organization. But right. I, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to say is I'm sure there are a ton of famous people, athletes, musicians, whatever, actors, whatever you want to call it, that turn down money because they don't believe in, the, in a company that's trying to give them the money. But how often does that happen, especially for a young, recently successful person that is make, trying to make money? Like, you know, will they accept money from shitty organizations that Probably. are promoting bad food, bad, you know, just vices, if you will, to things that aren't good for you? I think it uh, depends on the person. But if you look at it at a macro level, organizations 
are being influ- are influencing uh, a lot of these events and like people are taking money from them. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I don't think it matters. Like, did you see the thing with John Cena speaking Mandarin? By the oh, way, he's yeah. fluent Mandarin. No, he he can. I didn't yeah. know he could do that. So basically, um, for those of you that don't know, uh, John Cena is in the new Fast and the Furious. I think we're up to like what nine or some shit. Yeah, they're out of pocket for that. Um, <laughs> but basically, during an interview or a speech, he accidentally called Taiwan a country. Yeah, and the Chinese government. The uh, the mainland CCP CCP the motherfucking CCP yeah. yeah they don't recognize Taiwan as its own independent country yeah and f- because of that um, he had to apologize online in Mandarin uh, which he's fluent by the way I heard he knows Mandarin because Vince McMahon uh, you know to get business in China He's smart smart move very smart move he. Yeah. Gave, he paid for lessons pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, that's great. Uh huh. For the business. Vince McMahon, that guy knows how to fucking make money. Yo, I, so the situation with John Cena yeah. was that I got two points here. The first one is that John Cena um, said something like Taiwan will be the first country to have theaters showing the film. And he didn't realize he, he suggested that. They're like sovereign, right? And the CCP wasn't playing that shit. They gave him a bunch of flack. And there's something interesting about the Chinese consumer, which is that they're incredibly patriotic about the CCP. Mm -hmm. They do not fuck with people saying stuff like that. Right. They will, the mob will come for you on the internet. And so John Cena, who has been a, uh, a Chinese celebrity for a long time because he speaks Mandarin, you know, and that's typically the, the barrier of entry for any right. celebrity to be able to speak Mandarin. You get the Chinese consumer. Exactly. And pretty much, I think I don't have the exact number, but I know the number is like somewhere in like the hundred and thirty, hundred fifty million dollar range. And the Chinese market is where fast and the furious makes a significant amount of their wow. money. Yeah. Therefore to please the Chinese government, and to make more money, you know, John Cena apologized on behalf of the movie. And yeah. on behalf of what he said, obviously, I mean, but like, got, so the movie. He had to cover his ass. He had to cover his ass. And people are doing shitty things for money already. I think that was my original point. Um, people are LeBron, for example, uh, John Cena. All of these, like, celebrities are sort of simping for China because the Chinese, the, the China money is like, that's part of the business now. <laughs> Yeah, I just got reminded of something. Last night, I went out last night, um, and it, like pretty late into the night, we were all kind of drunk. Somebody asked me a question. And I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to ask you the question now. Okay. All right? This is a wild question. Would you suck Jeff Bezos' dick for $500,000? $500,000? k would you do it? No. My, no. Pride, my pride is worth too much, man. 500 k Not 500 k Right. I, I just want to know where you stand there. Yeah, I said not 500 Multiple K, people were asked that question. It was just one of those weird questions that we, everybody was asking creepy last dude. night. It's, it's good to know where you stand. I just wanted to know. So um, going back to the topic, I wanted to say something. Re- wrestling is fucking sick. I went through a phase. As a kid, I loved wrestling, and then I stopped watching it entirely. And for some reason, like last year, I just started randomly watching it again. Yeah. It is some – it's like Broadway. Yeah. But people don't want to really consider it like Broadway because there's no singing involved, right? But it's it's a lot more similar to Broadway that people realize. I fuck with wrestling. It's it's moderately entertaining shit. That's what I. That's exactly what I say when people say wrestling's fake, man. 
I'm like, no, no, no. It's a performance. It's it's, it's, a, it's art. <laughs> yeah. So is every movie you've ever yeah. seen. Right? <laughs> it's fake. It's fake. Well, except it maybe fake. Documentary like, get over it. It's a fucking show. You pay a ticket to go into a stadium and watch people in underwear fight each other in a ring. It's quality right. entertainment. Yeah. Who was the first person to say that, by the way? Like, hey, you're only allowed to wear underwear in here. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where that came from. There's some weird shit going in on 80s, in wrestling. Yeah. Like, underwear only, spandex only, leotards only, and boots. Yeah. What a fucking outfit. Some it's, wild shit to it's wear. Great. Yeah, wrestling. Dude, I, I used to be so into wrestling when I was a kid, man. But like, when the first time someone pointed it out to me, I was like, "What? Wrestling's not real? You mean this isn't a real undead guy <laughs> fighting this guy with his face, his half brother, <laughs> whose face was burned off, and they haven't seen Holy each other shit. in thirty years?" Yo, I heard that's Kane, not real. Kane is yeah. is the mayor of uh, some fucking town in Tennessee. Oh, really? Yeah, real one? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, the, the Undertaker was a was a legend. Because he would, like, I remember as a kid, I was just fascinated with him coming out of the casket and shit. Coming out of the dirt. You remember that? Shit, back it was then, scary, the, man. The storylines were so good back then. Yeah. There's this funny thing about wrestling where no matter how old you go into the archives, there's a very prominent arc that they do, which is USA versus some other country. Like, at one point, Like it was Rocky Four. Like, yeah, I mean, basically the same idea, and it works brilliantly, like... They would do USA versus some foreign person. And, like, recently, I'm Punjabi, so I know who Jinder Mahal is. You know who that is? He was the champion a couple years ago. And Jinder Mahal would do this thing where he came onto the stage and he would be like, he'll take a microphone. He'll be like, I want to talk to my people. And then he would speak in Punjabi. And then everybody really? in, the cr- in the crowd would be like, boo. You know, they'd be like, fuck this, this commie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah. They do that all the time. It was like the Iron Sheik in the 70s. He was like during the Gulf War, an Ar- Iranian villain guy coming in and he would like, I remember. Fucking God, the champ. Racist. He had the belt. Yeah. And then there was like the British Bulldog and the European guys going oh against the American gosh. guys. They always do this. Know they know what they're doing. They The writers pit USA. Versus other people, and then the crowd's like USA, USA, getting into it and shit. It's brilliant stuff. Like they, they know how to, that. they know how to get the people going. Dude, I have never thought about that. That is, yeah. that is some wild shit. Now that you pointed it out, you had y- Yokozuna, the, the Japanese yeah, dude, Yokozuna, Yokozuna. Remember him? Yeah, the fucker was huge. You had Rey Mysterio, which people love. People fucking love. Yeah, him. yeah they used to do the USA Mexico thing too. Yeah, um, like. It's so racist, right? They would come in with fucking lowriders. Like, Eddie Guerrero would come in with a lowrider yeah. that's about to up and down. He'd come in and viva la raza. Yeah, yeah, like, viva la Yeah, what? like, come on, bro. Who's writing this shit? Yeah. <laughs> you fucking assholes. What was the song? We rob, we cheat, we you steal. We rob, we cheat, we steal. Think about that. How fucked up is that? That was his anthem. We rob, we cheat, we steal. Yeah. And it'll be, like, some mariachi music in the background. Like, yeah. that is so fucking terrible, but... Entertainment, man. The things people will do for money. It's unbelievable. That, it, just coming back to the central point here, we've been like deviating a bit. But the things people will do for money is limitless. Yeah, I mean, I feel like once... I think there's like a threshold, right? There's a barrier of entry to becoming a rich person. Like a super wealthy, like elite. Yeah. Like, you know, like near 1%. Like sure. you have to be sort of a dick. You have to sort of not give a shit about people. You have to not give a shit about the environment. And then can you join the club? That's exactly it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, man. Like, imagine your life if you're like an elitist, an elite, you know, person, like an athlete or a Hollywood superstar. Like, you 
for example, some of these Instagram girls, they're only dating NBA stars. People like us, we are fucking nothing but roaches to them. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not lying. There's a, there's a, that life is a separate network of connectivity that comes to yeah. people that are just a little bit more popular than others or more richer right. than others. And that's been, it's, I mean, that's always existed since the dawn of time. We live in a tiered society, whether we like to believe it or not. And so you can't blame somebody for, for doing terrible shit for money. Like, there's some people out there that are, like, way more righteous than me. And they're going to sit here and say, oh, you got to have morals and ethics before you do this, that, and the third. But sometimes you need to do terrible shit to enable yourself to be better in the future. Yeah, I don't got, blame people for that. You got to step on people to... The things we'll unfortunately. do for love, for money and love. And on the subject of money and love, like... Love specifically. I got a funny story. Um, I got a friend. He told me this fucking story last week. All right? No names, obviously. Um, this guy's been dating his girl uh, maybe for a couple of years now, let's say. Uh, they're in love, for sure. Uh, I think they're going to get married eventually, quite soon. Not soon, but you know what I mean. Like They've been dating a while? They've been dating long enough, and I just know that they're, that's where it's headed. Like they, they, They've got no issues until recently something happened. Um. Dude was hanging out with uh, his girl's brother for the first time, right? He lives out of town, and so he's out of town and in another state for work. He meets the brother, and the brother is getting him drunk one night. And, you know, you think it's all love, right? There's no reason to think it's not all love. The guy's getting him fucked up, getting him wasted one night, and he's, like, trying to get to know him, and, and... that sounds reasonable, right? Someone gets Absolutely. you drunk and asks you questions and like wants to learn more about you. So it's a it's a bonding experience, it's I would bond, assume. That's exactly what he told me it was. He was like, "Yo, I thought we were bonding, right?" And then the guy, um, at the end of the night, they go their separate ways. But my friend was drunk enough that he was blabbering about his life story and shit. Right? Classic. I would do the same. Yeah, I would too. I once like someone gets me to a certain point of comfort. Oh yeah, they're with it. Yeah, the, he drinks. He's giving me alcohol. Um, he likes me. Yeah. I'm going to open up to him. Yeah. I'm going to make myself a little more And that's vulnerable. what happened. He, op- he made himself vulnerable. He opened up. And then the next day, he got so drunk that I have a feeling, he, he, the story's a little hazy. I have a feeling he's hiding, he's obfuscating some details here. Right? You're hearing his side. Yeah. He, he tells me the next day, he's like, yo man, my girl just called me. She's crying. And she's like, what the fuck did you say last night? And I'm like sitting there like, what did you say? Tell me what you said. And he's like, oh, I didn't say anything, man. I told him about this, that, the third, that I, I smoke weed, and I do this and that. And then apparently this is, this is what happened. He start, got drunk, started telling his story, and uh, the place they were at smelled like weed because this fucker smokes weed, right? It smelled like fucking weed in the place. And it's legal where they live. Weed is legal. This is New York. This is not New York. And I'm not even going to say where they were, but it was in the West Coast somewhere. Okay. it's legal. And it's only so many places, right? So it's legal. His place smelled like fucking weed. And the brother is like a, a boomer. He's like anti-weed. Cause Liter- he, is he literally or just he's mentally? He's not literally. He's like 35 years old. But he's, he's like a boomer in the sense that he is so anti-weed because he thinks it leads to like laziness and yeah. for madness you know like shit like that fucking hippies yeah you fucking hippies smoking your weed right so he he's like telling uh the brother tells my friend's girl he's like oh 
you shouldn't be dating this guy. He's a loser. You never know if he has other bad drug habits. Right. He's like, you don't know what else he's doing. It's weed now, but it might be crack tomorrow. It's a gateway drug, It's man. a gateway drug, man. And the, the irony here is that this fucking guy consumes chewing tobacco. The nasty, oh, he dips. The na- he's a fucking dipper. The nastiest shit on planet Earth is dip. This guy who does dip tells my buddy, oh, I don't want you to talk to her anymore. And he starts talking to the parents. And he's like, you should tell her not to date this guy. He's a loser. You don't know what other habits he has. You don't know what else he might be doing. Imagine if you get married to him and he becomes a, a unemployed loser who smokes weed all day. Like some real boomer shit, bro. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my friend, he's successful. He has a great job. He lives in a nice downtown part of the city. Um, and the brother's just, you know, manipulating the family now to the point where his his relationship's in kind of in shambles right now. He it got so bad that he volunteered to take a drug test, a piss test, to prove wow. he hasn't been smoking. So he's bending over backwards for them now. He's bending over backwards. He really he really loves this girl, clearly, because he's doing all this for her. But I told him he was being a bitch. I was like, You're being a real sucker. Because you're, you're volunteering to take a piss test. Who volunteers to take a drug test? Right. On what planet right. does anybody volunteer willingly to take a drug test? That's a guilty a guilty person's move. Oh, I'll take He's, a drug test right now, man. I'll prove it to you. Super submissive. So yeah. I told him he, he was on some sucker shit. But he told me, I love this guy like a brother. He told me he, it was just the easiest way out. And I, and I was like, you know what? You're probably right. It's the easiest way out. But he's going to have a terrible relationship with his family for the rest of his life. Absolutely. So let me let me get this straight. They were drinking alcohol, which is terrible for your liver. Yeah. And um, it's way worse than uh, marijuana, obviously. For sure. And uh, the brother chews tobacco. He dips, which he is dips terrible for your his friends teeth. dip. And everybody he chills with dips. So they he does that, which is... God awful for your the teeth. Nastiest. And makes your shit fall off fall out, your teeth fall out. It's disgusting. But that guy decided to tell the parents. He that told the parents. The person was smoking marijuana, which makes you laugh a little. Which makes you a little bit hungry. Funny thing is, his dad was like, Why are you making such a big deal about it? If he's a nice kid, like what are you what are you making? So reasonable at first. Mm-hmm. But the brother's such a sociopath. I have a feeling he's a psycho. He doesn't want anybody to be happy. He brainwashed the parents. He's like, no, it, it is a big deal. You need to be, you need to be concerned. Right. This isn't okay. His, his place smells like shit. <laughs> you know, like, so it's some boomer shit. But, I mean, like, how far are you willing to go to appease the family that you might have to be? I mean, like, you're going to get married to this girl eventually. You're never going to forget this moment. You're never going to forget that dickhead move that the brother yeah. did. You're never going to... I wouldn't even want to have a fucking meal with the guy. I can't blame I don't even want to have a drink with you. I don't want to shake your hand. I want to fucking choke you out. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And Are somehow, you you're going to get married into this family. When right. I say that, you know, like married into this family, it's just the truth. When you get married, you're, her, her family is your family now. And you... I know a lot of people that have friction with their in-laws. And I'm like telling him. I told him, I was like, dude, you just, it's already happening to you. Yeah. You're not even married yet. Think about that. That's fucked. Spoken, like a, spoken like a real brown person. Yeah, yeah. Like straight brown people shit. is not two people joining. It's two families joining. It is though. I mean, uh, you know, I'm, I'm Punjabi and Guyanese. And both of my families, 
there's so much fucking issues in the in bickering and like I'm not even talking about in law relationships here. I'm just talking about like brown families. Got the window open. Sorry about that. Yeah. So brown families have this friction that just exists, and it's so sad. I wonder if it's like that. I'm sure it's like that with all the all other families, but like oh, I wonder if it's families. as dramatic. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's clashing egos. Yeah. All the time. Um, I've seen it. I mean, not in my family. My family's pretty chill, but in some ways, in other ways, maybe not as much. But let's not go there. Let's. Talk, I've, <laughs> I've definitely seen friction like that between in-laws and you know things like that. So is weed enough of a reason to destroy a relationship? And like this guy doesn't even smoke like OD. He he just you know smokes a joint at night. But at the end of his day, like, whatever, man. It's fucking weed. It's not, like, crack. It's not some horrible, unhealthy shit. There's levels to it, though. You, say, you know, if you're smoking multiple times a day, that's going to... You're not better when you do that. Right. I, I love weed, and I'm, I just know for a fact that's not a good way to live, to be smoking all day, every day. Okay, Tim Dillon said this. Bill Burr said this on their respective podcasts, but yeah. they're absolutely right. Weed is for... Very young people, below 25, for you to be doing it, like, regularly. Yeah. Um, if you're doing it all the time. If, if you're getting hammered all the time, Obviously you're fucking... Like, do something with your life. If you're all smoking weed all the time and it's affecting you, Same which it idea. does. people Same like idea. like Like, a lot of pot elitists are like, no, nah, man, I can get my shit done, whatever. No, it's not... It's not optimal. You're not. Your You're brain right. shouldn't be fried like that all the time. And if you're above thirty, mm-hmm. which you almost are, I believe. Yeah, I'm twenty nine. Twenty nine, mm-hmm. and I am thirty two. Uh-huh. And I used to be smoking all the time, every day. But you, if you're doing that now, it's definitely affecting you, and you should yeah. not be doing that. If you're a fuck, if you're smoking all day, every day, and you're above thirty, you're a fucking loser. <laughs> it's not sustainable. No, it it's is not, not sustainable at all. I, I've always said I, I'm a big proponent of, of weed. I, I like it, and I know for a fact you cannot be smoking that shit all day. You cannot do it. It's not for everybody. Like It's going to fuck with your life. It's going to make you lazy. It's going to make you sluggish. It's going to kind of make you unmotivated, too, to be real honest with you. I kind of agree, which is sad to say because everybody I know smokes weed, and... It makes you. It makes doing too much will fuck you up. Absolutely. Yeah. Don't yeah. Don't smoke as much weed. Reefer madness, dude. You fucking hippies. Don't smoke so much weed, and you know, do some pills instead. <laughs> that was a joke. This is a comedy podcast. <laughs> Health advice. Yeah. One on one. Yeah. But anyway, um, we've hit the thirty minute mark. Yeah. It's time to go out. Enjoy New York City. I can finally go out. New York is back. New York is back. New York baby. City is back. Yeah, let's go. Let's go hit the town, hey, bro. Hey, hey, hey. We out. See you guys next week. Later, y'all.